This is Podflix, episode 185. I'm Paul. I'm Nish. And I am Willie. Doing gentlemen. Doing just fine. Excellent. Doing great. <laughs> I don't know. Going gentle. <laughs> what did you expect me to say? Um, I don't know. I expected you to get real. I expected you to get deep. I expected you to be to be honest. All right. Listen, guys. I had kind of a shit day. <laughs> what happened, Nish? Tell what? me about it. Nothing, nothing in particular. If you want me to get real, I'm not going to give a fun story. It's just going to be <laughs> had a long day at work and just had to do a lot of shit all by myself that my staff should have been doing but kind of didn't know enough to do which is partially my fault since they're my staff and i haven't trained them to do certain things that probably they should be able to do but as a result i was running all over the place and i was fucking exhausted by like five o'clock and now i've gotten my second win i will say that i I, at five o'clock i was thinking like i can't believe we have to record a fucking podcast tonight. I'm going to be exhausted. With these dicks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And then right now I feel pretty good. I think a lot of it was just that I had a shit ton of water because I probably had not had any water all day while I was working like a madman. Uh, I thought you were saying that's why you had a shit day. Was you had so much no, water. Too. I was like, why is drinking too much water make your day better? No, I mean, I'm feeling better now because I had water. Hydrate people. This is- I was just, I was just, I just realized like we all have teams slash our leaders slash managers or bosses whatever when did we become the man like when did we become those guys i don't even realize that happened i became the man a long time ago but i'm a very small man (laughs) (laughs) with a big staff that's right (laughs) all you can ask for well done (laughs) uh tonight's movie we watched uh 2021's The Last Duel. The Last Samurai. Nope. I got it right, I think. Mm. Um, Sorry, I talked on top of you. What is the movie? <laughs> uh, the Last Duel, uh, huh. starring uh, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, and a good three or four other people whose names have flown out of my head. Jodie Comer. I mean, she's yeah, there you go. the other main person. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, That's how so, you say her name, right? I don't think I've ever heard anyone say her name. It's I not like Comer pos- somehow, is it? I couldn't possibly tell you. I've also Fuck never me. heard it said this out is loud. Some, this is probably something I should have like at least looked at once at some point. When you go to a Wikipedia page, is there like a I'm looking. pronunciation? I'm looking. Right there usually now. is, but I don't understand how to read the symbols, yeah, so it is, they don't mean it, anything. It is Comer. <laughs> it's a fruitless effort. Thank God. Comer. Yep. All right. That happens a lot, especially these days. Like I never hear anything pronounced. It's always I just read it and have to muddle my way through and usually fail anyway that's the movie we watched uh nish why don't you give us the recap we're diving right in huh yeah sure so um this is a um true story or at least based largely on a true story i'm sure not everything that happens in the movie is true but um uh about a duel a judicial duel that occurred in 1386 uh so we are in france uh in the 14th century late 14th century and it's the story of um three people basically um sir jean de carouge uh who is uh well done eventually a knight uh played by matt damon um jacques legree uh who is his friend and his squire uh played by adam driver that one was easier yes and then his wife, Lady Marguerite, uh, who's played by Jodie Comer. 
And basically, um, it's the story of the events that lead to a fateful duel to the death between, um, uh, I, I was, I was not sure whether to go with the actors' names or the characters. No, I'm, I'm sticking with actors' names uh, tonight. So, all right. So, I like to think between, of Legree between Matt Damon and Adam Driver's characters. There we go. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, we can leave it at that. We'll we'll get into kind of what exactly happens. I think as we talk through the the big thing, of course, with the synopsis is that. The movie, and I think I think we're going to get to this right away. The movie is told from the point of view, uh, the same the same events in large part, although not exactly the same events, are told from the point of view first of Matt Damon's character, then Adam Driver's, and then Jodie Comer's. See, that's okay. So yeah, let's get into the framing then, um, because I actually take issue with that description of the framing, because yes, uh, it, there is the movie is told in three chapters and and. You know, it's the truth according to such and such a character, right? But the issue there is they actually almost, they very little overlap the same events. Right. Like, it's literally like... It's more like their point of view of right, what happened. Right, right. It's, it's their point of view of what happened. And there's basically, what, maybe like two times when all three of them are kind of in one place at the same time. And you really see, like, there are, in, in everyone's story, there's like a minority of times when you see how somebody perceived an event and how another person perceived an event. Uh, Because a lot of it, it's like in Matt Damon's story, you're seeing a lot of like Matt Damon's like kind of like his, his road, you know, like kind of what, what he sort of had to do, you know, to kind of like make ends meet and that kind of thing. And in Adam Driver's story, you're seeing like kind of how he became like the favorite of, of the count and that kind of stuff. And then Jodie Comer's, you're seeing basically how life was as a woman in medieval times, which sucked. (laughs) Totally sucked. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. So, what did you guys? What did you guys think of of that overall framing device as a method to, to convey this movie? I just talked. I liked it. So you go. Yeah. No, I liked it. I thought it was um, first and foremost. Like, had no expectations going into this movie because it got kind of panned. It got. I, I thought the reviews were actually pretty good, but it was yeah. But it was a bomb at the box office. It like totally. Like, and sank like a ben stone. Affleck just kind of won the shit out of the Razzies for his performance. Let's put a pin Which in that. We're gonna let's let's, yeah. let's we we we're let's gonna talk about that. that but we'll like, get to it. <laughs> that's my precursor going into this movie, which I kind of had no reason to watch it other than um, <laughs> random Reddit thread of like, what movie did everybody else hate that you thought was great? And somebody said this movie, and then there was like a hundred comments that were like, the movie was actually good. You should see it. And I was like, all right. I'll flip this on. I like the device, by the way. So, so getting back to it, um, it's interesting. Like, it's something that I find interesting in real life. Is like per- perception is reality, and and I think that you're basically following everybody's perception of themselves more so than perception of the events. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true, and I think that the the framing device they never. I don't know. I I, I feel like. It shouldn't be described as a Rashomon style thing because that's totally, absolutely totally not what it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, what it really it. is is it's three different takes on characters more than it's three different takes on events. Mm-hmm. And you get the sense of how each character sees themselves, and then you get the sense of how the other characters see each other. Um, yeah. And that's where the real value of it comes from. It is a little weird because, like, 
I guess the notion there is each one's telling their story at the trial, although that doesn't really make sense because the events that they're telling don't really, a lot of it doesn't pertain to the, to what's, to what the trial is about. Um, so I don't know, like, you know, it says so-and-so's version of the truth. And it's like, well, I don't know when or under what circumstances they're telling this truth. Um, and that made, that also made it a little bit weird for me. Like I thought it was supposed to be like their testimony, but it's not. But it's obviously that. not because it, no. it gets no, into things. Just, yeah, I I think of it more as like how they perceive everything just in their heads. Like this isn't being told to anyone. It's more just like I mean, parts of this were told, obviously. You know, like the the, the major events and stuff like that. But like I think of it more as like how each of them see like what has happened in their lives, like in their heads. Yeah. Like how they remember it, kind of, and really how they see the other characters yeah. oh, absolutely. in their True heads that. as well. And and for me, this is why it did work. Is um, we're gonna hop around a little bit here, but the performances I thought were awesome from all three people, and that's why it worked. This is like there was yeah. a, there was enough like subtle subtlety in the areas that needed to be subtle, enough sledgehammer where it needed to be sledgehammer that I thought I thought the device worked. What do you think, Paul? Um, I thought it mostly worked. I thought where the only place it didn't really work for me was Adam Driver's character. Like, like uh, the whole time I was watching his chapter, as it were, I was like, all right. I, I was like watching. I was like, I guess I misunderstood what this was going to be because like he's really terrible in this. And then we get like to the major event and we're like, wait, this is his version of what happened. Like, I, I, it's interesting. Like that is the one thing I thought where it's like in Matt Damon's version he definitely sands over his rough edges, right? Like it's like yep. in, in his mind, he's like so quick to come to his wife's defense and like, he's so like chivalrous and that kind of thing. And, and then you get to Adam drivers and I totally thought that like I'm watching Adam drivers and I was like, wow, it's like even in his version of events, like he kind of comes across as kind of a dick, like, like in kind of like a, you know, it just, just, he doesn't come across that much better than he did in uh, Matt Damon's version of events. Right. And which, so was, which, which, which was interesting. I mean, for, you know, for he was justified. Was. I think in his, in his version of the story, it was kind of like he felt justified in this behavior. Sure. Not it, it, that he wasn't a total piece of shit, but he was justified to behave in the way he was behaving. Yeah. I'm doing this because Matt Damon's an idiot and I'm, do, and I'm doing this because I'm a dude and I'm allowed to do whatever I want. And like, what's the problem with this? This is, this is the way it is right now. Yeah. And that's, that was my, like, yeah. That's it's pretty. I don't know. That's actually a decision that I liked because it's like I I was expecting to some degree that like his version of I mean you know we're talking around stuff and we always spoil this stuff anyway so like you know the inciting the the big event that causes this duel is that he um goes to the the de, de Carouge's, uh estate while while Jean is away uh on his way to Paris or or in Paris. And she is home alone, home alone, basically. He kind of forces his way in, sort of, um, and ends up violently raping her. Um, and that's the that's the like part of the, you know, story that we see. And like, yeah, it, it was weird. Like in his version, it's still like I, I, I expected his version to be like, oh, like she like she liked it and she like was giggling by the end of it and kind of like into him. Right. And it's like, it's definitely softer than her version. Um, but it's not, you know, it, it's definitely like much more subtle, like but, in, but in he, terms, in terms of how the two, like the differences between the two and they're not, 
in terms of what's said, it's actually not that different at all. I, I think like in both versions, he kind of says the same things before and after the rape. And I liked that personally, because I feel like that's much more subtle than than like than like if it was like, oh, like she was like totally into me versus like, you know, this other one where it's like she wasn't. And and I think it also fit because I think even even if a medieval like lady was into someone and she was married, it's like, the you know, they acted no, he said that she did then. the proper thing. Right, the proper right, right, thing back right. then like was the, to be like, the, no, the don't complaint. do that. Yeah. They, they set that up earlier by him, like chasing after that other woman. Right. And let's be honest, probably raping her too, even though she seems to acquiesce, right. um, whether she does, you know, whatever. Um, so, and I, and I think you're supposed to like draw a parallel between that and like his version of what happens later. Right. But like, even so, like just watching Didn't that, like, keeping in mind that like, this is a movie that modern audiences are watching. It's like, now, even in his version, he just, he just rapes her. Like he just totally. Does. Yep. Um, but did you not like that? The dev- the question was about the dev- the device. So did that? Did you not like the device because you didn't like the way Adam Driver's story played out? I didn't. Well, the, the, that's the aspect that that it didn't work for me was that the the disconnect was like that's his version of what happened, but yet he's so insistently adamant that he's innocent, like the whole time. Um, and again, like you know, a twenty twenty one audience is watching this movie and like has to kind of reconcile that, and it's like. And that's the part that like kind of didn't work for me. Like it, it like I, I don't see a way that that character believes that he's innocent basically is, is, is what comes out of that for me. I do though. Like I, I think if I think a 2021 person doing that thing would never think he was innocent. But I think in at that time with what was like, what was okay for men to do, I feel like a man would totally feel like it's like, yeah, I was justified in that. Like, like I wasn't justified in that. Like I very knowingly slept with another person's wife and that's an issue. But like, I didn't like, I didn't rape her. Like she wanted it enough. Like, it's like, I feel like the men in that film and just generally were like so oblivious in general as to like what, what, (laughs) as to like whether women wanted them or not, or like if they wanted them, was it really just for, you know, who they were, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess in my mind, and and maybe this is like my own preconceived notion, but I guess in my mind, I was expecting to come into like the duel at the end, like understanding both of their points of view and not clearly rooting for one over the other. And that, yeah. and that didn't happen. <laughs> um, like that didn't happen at all. Um, and that's and and again, the framing device was leading me to that thing of like everyone has their point of view here. Um, and that's kind of like how we're going to come at this. And again, that's not what the framing device ended up doing. And, you know, so maybe it was my own preconceived notions about what was going to happen there. That- well, well, here's a question then. I think that the point of the framing device, well, I mean, there's many points like what, what Willie said, but I think like by the end, I think the whole idea at the framing device is that you are rooting for Matt Damon to win because you don't want Jodie Comer to die. Mm-hmm. Not because you're rooting for Matt Damon, if that makes sense. Like, I think I think her version of events kind of ends like sympathy that you have for like you might like Matt Damon's character more than Adam Driver's. That's possible because Matt Damon didn't rape anyone that we know of. But but I still feel like in the end, like it's like I'm not really 
like rooting for Matt Damon either, except that, you know, they've made it very clear that if Matt Damon dies, then she gets burned alive where it's like, well, I certainly don't want that. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with you. And, and I had my expectations, what I thought was going to happen there. I wouldn't say an expectation, but what I that thought they was were going to happen. Both going to die. Well, they show, they make a big deal of him, of, of Adam driver stabbing Matt Damon in the thigh and him bleeding quite a lot. And I thought he was going to basically hang on long enough to kill Adam Driver and then very shortly after that keel over and die. Same. Yeah. Um, same. And that's and that's not what happened, but um yeah, that's that's what I thought they were building to because basically like they 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 say in no uncertain terms really that Jody Comer's version of what happened is actually the truth. Yes. Um, they, they're they're pretty explicit about that. Yeah, they're pretty explicit about that. And therefore, you're right. It's like ultimately, like, if I have to pick one, yes, I'm definitely rooting for Matt Damon. But ultimately, like, the best outcome for her is, like, they both die. Yeah, right. But 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 she di- but he dies late enough that she doesn't, like, because if they had died at the same time, I feel like they might have burned her alive anyway. No, I Somehow. was expecting him to, like, keel over when he was on the horse or something. Like, Sure. You okay, know, fair enough. You know, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could but, see that. So we're talking about that quite a lot, um, and and it's kind of the big thing. It's like the it's the carrot. It's the one characteristic of this movie that was like, ah, oh, I haven't seen this before. Yeah, I agree. But like, I think that I think Willie, you brought up the performances, and I want to. I, I do want to talk about them a little bit because I thought um, I thought they were I thought they were mostly good, um, and I thought you know some of them some of them were really good. Um, and I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say, I even like Ben Affleck in this movie. I thought he was, that's what I was going to say. I like, thought he was the, actually the, the really putting good. a pin on it. It's like, I think the Razzie's got this wrong. I, I thought he did exactly what that character was supposed to do. And he was quite enjoyable in that, yeah, as that I character. Agree. The hair. Like, well, he, yeah. I think he's strictly the hair that got him there. But even, even, I mean, the hair is great. Let's uh, listen. <laughs> Not only is the hair great, but like they went to the extra length to like dye his eyebrows. eyebrows yeah, I know. Like, man, I know. we are it is, all in. It here. is a look. But no, I I think he like <laughs> I really enjoyed that middle Adam Driver part purely for Ben Affleck because it's that that's like the big part where you see Ben Affleck a lot is in that middle part, and I thought he was really good. I I, I really enjoyed him. I agree. Like part. he could have he could have easily come across as like the guy like the kind of the the sadist noble who just likes torturing people, like not actually torturing them, but like, you know, putting people through difficulty because he finds it fun or because he has the ability to. And there's a little bit of that, but that's not, he's not actually like a one dimensional character at the no. end. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a rich prick who knows it and enjoys doing and enjoys it. Um, and, um, but also, you know, it thinks he's relatively clever. Um, and and kind of is for the most part. Yeah. Like he just got, he kind of gets outsmarted at the end, and his buddy's got to duel this guy. Um, but I actually liked him. I was like, ah, I'm I'm enjoying him in this movie, and I thought he was I thought he was good. So yeah, I feel like with the Razzies, like um, I mean, first of all, the Razzies are like fucking hack stuff. Quite honestly, it's like kind of it's a lot of punching down. I feel like the Razzies kind of fucking been, bullshit. At this point, the Razzies, I think, are just in business to be mean. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's, totally. that's that's exactly what I mean. But I feel like in this case, it's like a thing where it's like they just saw a movie that it's like, oh, that movie did really bad at the box office and fucking Ben Affleck's in it. Let's nominate him. And it's like, I don't think he watched this movie. Like, yeah. it's like he's not he's, he's pretty good in this movie. And it's, you know, and it's and it's also, as you said, like, I don't think it's a bad movie either. So, you know. 
I thought all the performances were good. Was there any that stood out to you as not great, Paul? Um, actually, I kind of think that Adam Drivers was the weakest of the bunch. I think you just don't like his story. No, I don't think I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's what it was. I think like I th- the way he was like all right the the notion of him like being in love with Lady Marguerite or whatever like I don't know like uh, like a lot of that stuff I had trouble buying his performance of it. Um, I, I I think. I, I would agree with you. I don't know how much of it is his performance and how I much of it is. I, I was going to say, I feel like his part may be the weakest written of the three. That could um, be. I, I, I think like Matt Damon's, like it's obviously Jodie Comer's, but especially, but, but Matt Damon's as well. I think like it's well written where you can kind of understand his motivation a lot better and like kind of his arc. And, and I think especially his motivation, like kind of his insecurities in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think I agree with you because ultimately, like, like Adam Driver, like, was like a favored squire of this of this noble person. But it was like, what is he like? But why? Like, does he love that high flying life? Like, he seems to like it, but he doesn't seem to be like he doesn't seem to love it the way Ben Affleck's character does. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like the question that I never quite got an answer to, and I, I don't know that it bothered me too much, but like now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking about it is like is he like is he really like 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 you said like is he really in love like like with her and like how how does like i I don't feel like they really showed that or or is like is he just infatuated is he does he like the idea of being with like a learned woman or just being with someone else's woman or that you know like Right, like I thought he's the former. Like the way I think they kind of pointed that out that he's like just enthralled with her intelligence. Maybe, but like it's it's so weird because like at the time, like when he professes his love for her, I'm like, okay, this is just a thing he's saying to sleep with her. But then like he's talking to Ben Affleck later, he's like, it's taken all my strength not to return to her and stuff. And I'm just like, I I, okay, I didn't get any of that from like your earlier performance, but okay, Um, I guess. and, and I think you're right, Nish. I think he probably, I think he did have the weakest written part, which doesn't help for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I did really like Matt Damon's performance. I thought him as like the guy who like fucking like just wants, he just wants like respect and, and glory and like, it feels like he's owed it and like can't fucking get it. Like, I feel like he played that part. And his really mom, well. dude, Harriet, um, what's her, what's her name? Harriet Walter, the, the woman that played his mom. What a fucking asshole. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. She was. And that was an yeah. interesting scene at the end, like the scene that she has with Marguerite at the Definitely. end where she talks about being yeah. raped herself. Like, I feel like that added a little bit of uh nuance to her character, which I, which I appreciated, man, Matt Damon looks so fucking ugly in this movie. It was pretty awesome how fucking yeah. like the mullet and the scar and he's like pockmarked and that beard. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they do. I, I did like that because they did a good job like showing like this guy basically is a professional soldier and like he's good at it. But like, man, he still fucking takes his licks and like, yeah, it fucks you up. Yeah. I thought and he is stubborn AF. He is like, I will not stand for not getting my due. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And, and ultimately, it. right, like, that's why he does, I think, like, ultimately, that's why he does the duel at the end. Like, this is yeah. his, like, he realizes this is his way to get, like, his day in the sun that he thinks he's been owed this whole time. Right. 
And that's what pisses her off so much at the end is that it's like you're not like you say you're doing this for me, but you're just doing it for your pride and to get your day in the sun. And meanwhile, if you lose, like I'm going to be burned alive and you didn't even tell me that. <laughs> She's like, Why did you tell me that? I'm like, oh, man, what a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah so, <laughs> oh, did I forget to tell you that? My bad. <laughs> so so what about Jody Comer's performance in there? Oh, my God. So good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I, I don't know what to say. Like, just like ironically maybe not ironically in a in a film with a bunch of people that have a lot of awards and pretty well known and she carried the film yeah i've never seen uh i haven't watched killing eve have you uh, that's that that's no. a show that she like she's the other star of along with sandra oh i saw the free guy movie that's the only thing oh, I know that's her right from. yeah she's in that forgot about that but that's not exactly, you know, right. <laughs> Oscar Oscar worthy material. Yeah, I, I I did really like her. I but I also think, man, they they dick around too much at the beginning before they get like, especially like in Matt Damon's let's call it flashback for lack of a better term. Like, there's so much earlier bullshit between him and Legree, and it's just like, and then she's introduced pretty late into the movie as a result. Into yeah, in his story, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they they. They could have cut a lot of that and just skipped right to, you know, him, him meeting her. Like, you know, they, they didn't need to jump back 16 years prior to the event to um, to establish as much right. as they did. I felt like. Do you think the movie works if they put him out of order? What do you mean? You mean if they didn't start with Matt Damon's? Yeah, if they told somebody else's per- perception first. Well, you, you got to end with Jodie Comer's. I don't I don't think it works if you start with hers and then tell like who cares yeah. for the other two. Like you have to you have to end, especially since they're positing hers as the actual truth. Like you you need right. to yeah. end with that one. I, I don't think it really matters which one goes first otherwise necessarily. Like um but hey hey why 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 do we and by the way I think is, I think is, I, is, I, wait, I think they did it in the right order. Sorry, only because with Matt Damon's, you don't see the rape. Then with the second one, you see the yeah, rape. Yeah, that's, from a, that's like an the, excellent point. Yeah. yeah, but 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 then you see it from like this kind of like, ah, well, you know, it wasn't so bad. And then you see like what it really was, which is pretty horrible. <laughs> so I took away the same thing. But what? why, why do we posit that, that, that her version was the actual truth? Because when they say, when they get to her, her part and it says the truth according to Lady Marguerite. And then when it fades yeah. out, the truth stays on there. For like another second uh, or two, yeah, and it and it doesn't with the other two. I did I rewound when that happened just to make sure <laughs> it didn't happen with the other two. I was like, they are saying this is the truth, right? And it's like, oh yeah, they are. Okay, so that's clever. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yep. Yeah, I I got that it was inferred. I was like, oh, this is this is what happened. But uh, but like, right? It just in my mind I mean, it was happening. I was like, why is it? It's also the story. It's also the story that continues through to the end, right? Like right. it, like it, right, it, right. It's it the one where they actually the tr- go yeah. the trial. Yeah, so. You know, there's there's that implication too, right? Um, what else? So, um, why this movie bomb? Why the movie bomb? Well, Rid- if you Ridley ask, Scott said it was because of millennials their on their cell phones, phones. Uh, which is I read <laughs> that, but honestly, just fucking well, stupid. Paul has experience at Ghostbusters recently. It's you true, know? It's true. true. I Maybe my theory, my theory is basically like given the conditions around like movies coming out in theaters, like in 2021, people were going to see short things and this movie was not a short thing. Mm, right. And I think, I think it's, it maybe it's a little more complicated than that, but I don't think it's much more complicated than that. No. And, and this just doesn't seem like the kind of movie that people are going to just go see on mass. Like people didn't go see much of anything. Like, like you think like Dune came out, right. And Dune did 
well, but it didn't do great. Like it did well enough. And, it, you know, and it, it was also, you know, obviously streaming on, you know. But but Dune, Dune has that kind of quality like, oh, you should see this on the big screen with the great sound. And this right. movie didn't give that feel at least. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying basically like until Spider-Man, like I don't feel like anybody was like going out to see things in like the way that you would have expected them to. And yeah. this one very much. I agree with you. It's like I also I also just think like this isn't the movie that a bunch of young people would go see like this is a movie that like parents would go see and like older people would go see a lot more just because of the weighty subject matter. I feel like you're, you're it. They, they weren't really hiding that exactly in, in the trailer. Like they didn't say like, oh, she was raped, but it was pretty clear that this was like a drama. Like it wasn't just like, oh, cool sword fighting or anything like that, which if someone went into it with that, they would have been sorely disappointed. Well, how do you think how do you think the movie how do you think the movie looked generally? Good. Fucking dirty, which was good. I, yeah. I feel like that's 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 I, I really liked it felt. I mean, what the fuck do I know? But it felt like 1370 or whatever, 1386 well, it, or whatever. It was like, uh, this place looks disgusting. He does that well. He did it really well in the beginning of Gladiator when they were in Germania. Oh, right? yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. That campaign in the beginning. Yeah. Felt very similar to that. It's just like these dirty ass fucking knights. And, yeah. And, and just also so like sweaty. That's all I could think of. It's just like, God, they must fucking reek when they were like when they came back home <laughs> after that first thing and they're like hugging their wives or whatever, or hugging people. Right. And it's just like, oh, Jesus. And and this movie, and I think like what, you know, I don't know if they all like it, but like this movie like shows a lot of the brutality of the fighting. In a, in a way that like movies have tended to more um, more and more recently and it's yeah. not like it's not so like choreographed and like grand or whatever and it's just like it's fucking brutal and you gotta like fucking do what you gotta do to get out of it you know to survive and 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 they do a good I job was expecting a, I was expecting a good old fashioned bite at some point during that fight scene it just didn't happen <laughs> during during the duel <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like this movie is gritty yeah. enough. There could be, there could definitely be a wrist bite somewhere. Yeah, I what think there was things, just too much armor on. Otherwise, they would have. I don't even know how they lifted their arms. One of the things I was thinking about <laughs> with the duel, which I I was expecting them to touch on, which they didn't, which is basically like fucking like this whole time. Like, so they introduce these characters like sixteen years prior to the event, right? That whole time, Matt Damon's like going to war on a fairly regular basis, like and like kicking ass and doing whatever. And Legree is kind of like hanging out and like doing accounting. Um, and the, uh, and I was expecting to address that to be like, to be like, Legree, you haven't fought anybody in like 10 years. And he's been out there like fucking murdering people left and right. Like you're going to get fucking killed. Like, um, <laughs> but it didn't come up. But I, I was thinking about I was that. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that too. I mean, even. Adam Driver says it at some point, right? Like, I mean, it's it's earlier on. It's not with the duel, but it's like there's some point where they're talking about it. And he even says to like some other person, like he's like, I wouldn't bet against Carouge like in, in war or something. I think it's when he goes off to war and like someone to say and uh, Ben Affleck's like, well, maybe he won't come home. And he's like, ah, I wouldn't bet against him like when it comes to war. And it's like it's clear that he respects, you know, if if not other things, he respects at least that he's like a good fighter. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen, I don't know, maybe a little bit of fear from him getting, you know, at the end before the duel and stuff like that. Just thinking like, because, you know, he, he doesn't want to back down and he wants to, he, and, you know, he wants to protect his name and all that. But like, I don't know, I, I would have ex- liked to have seen him be a little bit like, fuck, I'm probably going to lose. But like, even though I have to do this kind of thing, but yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like that would have made sense. So the duel itself, um, I really liked the duel, like just for just how brutal it was and how like there's the line like before the duel, I think when when they're in that courtyard or whatever and and uh, Marguerite confronts him about the, the fact that he didn't tell her she was going to like burn to death if he lost. And she says something like, you know, like, you know, like my my life is in like whichever old man like like, you know, like like uh, falls first or whatever she's, you know, something like that, or like tires first. I have a question about that, by the way, but keep going. And, and I feel like that's what the duel did feel like. Like they were just exhausted, like by like less than midway in, like you could see them like a couple of heavyweight, like butterbean boxing by the second (laughs) round. He can't even swing. Right. right. And that's kind of what it felt. And then like, they still had to right? like, it's cause it's like, well, it's like, this is a duel to the death. Like the other person is going to kill me. So like, they still were just like, swinging with all their might and it was just exhausting to watch i i agree i think it was just the right uh, like the brutality of it was appropriate and i also think it was just the right length like yes. it's it, like there's a there's a very easy version of this where that duel is like fucking 25 minutes long and you're like jesus christ right and i um, i agree it's like yeah. it, it was enough that you didn't get tired of it i looked up afterwards i mean you know this is like it's medieval time so like even the historical record like who knows how truthful it is but that duel pretty much goes pretty much exactly according to what's in the historical record. I, I looked up like the Wikipedia thing of like this duel, basically, and it went pretty much exactly how they how they say are, it going. Are you sure that somebody didn't just update that after that Wikipedia record after watching the movie? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I think it like because because they're quoting historical like like actual. Now, what happens in the event of a tie does it go to the runner does she get does she just get offed anyway like let's say the let's say uh, matt damon after he kills adam driver turns around and bleeds out of his crotch like a uh going back to gladiator like a like a gladiator scenario. Where, where do you get stabbed like his inside of his thigh it was like or the inside of his thigh i think yeah yeah, yeah. So he just like bleeds out there and poof, he's dead. Yeah. Now I mean, that's is not a Marguerite tie. just like is she is she cooked? Like what happens? I don't know. Good question. Burner. Yeah. That's I I feel like I would take a pretty dim view of what they would do. So yeah. I think <laughs> I, I don't think it would end well for her. I mean, honestly, it would I wouldn't be surprised it would depend on the whim of the king in the moment. <laughs> Who, by the way, small part, but but I also liked. I liked him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like he has a few little reactions, which are just great. And just his like dumb, like excited smile the whole time. Like he's so giddy about this. Like it's like, ah, it's going to be great. And I also like how his wife, like the queen, like at times is just like so revolted by it too. And meanwhile, he's like next to her, like being like, yeah. Yeah. He's just a fucking like child monster who like doesn't care about people at all although i i also like how at the end when he wins and he's like bowing towards him and he gives a speech and then he's like you and your wife and then even he's like your wife like <laughs> yeah you, you want to go like say hi to your wife we got her chained up ready to burn you might want to get her out of there right <laughs> um something that brings us back to the first question is this um this movie's two and a half hours and for me it went by pretty quick and i think it was the device and the way it was laid out how i watch it straight through and i don't do that often anymore how do you guys view this how do you consume it i watched it straight through um as well um the second half of the movie went by very fast the first half like the matt damon uh, um, part felt interpretable to me like at one point i paused it and i was just like oh my god 
there's an hour and 20 minutes left in this movie. You have got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> You're like, fucking Willie. And then, but then, and like, it, the pace picked up, and like, the second half of the movie absolutely flew by for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I felt the exact same way. Um, I didn't watch it in one sitting. I watched the first two parts in, in one sitting and then watched the third part the next day. Um, I mean, it's a nice thing about these. The truth, according to, is that it's like, well, pretty easy place to stop. Um, <laughs> it's like the Zack Snyder chapters. Yeah, say. exactly. Yeah. Um, the only it reminds only, me just yeah, of it's that exactly. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it, I thought it was really odd when uh, King Charles turned around and it turned out he was actually Martian Manhunter. That's right. <laughs> just you know, I, I didn't get the plot. Didn't twist. get the point. <laughs> Ben Affleck's in this, right? Yeah, that's true. There you go. You got you got one connection. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I felt the same way, and I liked the Matt Damon part, but I did feel that like the, the first forty minutes of it or so, there was definitely a point where I was just like looking, and it's like oh, it's only been twenty minutes, and it's like oh, it's only been thirty five <laughs> minutes, and and I knew I'm getting to it's like when are we getting to the second part? Like I I know this, I know how this goes. When do we get into the fireworks factory? Damn it! Exactly. <laughs> What did you think of, of, of the pace? Well, you said it flew by for you mostly? Yeah. Um, first part, I didn't mind. Um, I didn't feel it moved slow at all. I don't know why. But especially second and third part, I was like, ooh, this got, it got more interesting for, with, every, with every additional part. I was really uncomfortable watching the end. Not, not the duel, the, the Marguerite's. Yeah. All, all the things that we're trying to accomplish, like it, it worked. Yeah, I, I agree. And gradually, more and more uncomfortable with every single part. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. Because like, especially having to watch it twice, it's just like oh no. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I mean, that's definitely the worst part. But then, like the part after that, when Matt Damon comes home and she tells him what happened, like isn't a whole lot better. Like I mean, it's it's not rape, but it's like it's not. I mean, he's practically strangling her, and then and then he like makes her have sex with him so that he you know because of his own fucking whatever's going on in his head i think i i think when we got to the the truth according to marguerite i even said out loud to no one because i was watching the movie by myself like oh now we're gonna find out that both of these guys are giant assholes aren't we (laughs) and sure enough we did (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, all right anything else um anything else we want to say about this hmm you guys typically like Ridley Scott movies. Did you like Gladiator? I think he's very hit or miss. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Gladiator is one of those movies. Um, I remember seeing it in the theater and walking out and being like, that was fine. Like, that was good. And then, like, it was nominated and won Best Picture and all that. And it was just like, well, do we watch the same movie? Like, it's like, it was not this good. Especially there were other movies that came out that year that I was far more were far better than it so it's like he's got some big fucking movies the martian but like blade runner thelma louise yeah 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 yeah. i mean he did blade runner and he did alien and like you know it's like he's got obviously some huge huge movies his hits are kind of yeah hits yeah yeah but you know he also did like prometheus and (laughs) yeah exactly have you have you guys seen? I, i feel like we've talked about it on the show at some point but have you guys seen kingdom of heaven that's him right I'm, I'm uh-huh. saying it now. I don't yes. even know if it's him, but I'm pretty yes, sure it's it him. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. I mean, that was another big flop. And then I heard that there's a director's cut of it and it's like quite good. Like it's one of those like, well, I guess Ridley Scott has quite a few of these. It's one of these director's <laughs> cut where it's, 
cuts where it's like, oh, it actually like makes the movie like much, much better because it like mm-hmm. puts in a bunch, a bunch of stuff that was cut out. So that's what I might be interested to see. Same same idea, right? I think it takes place during the Crusades, so it's a pretty similar time frame. Oh, so this movie's a prequel to that movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, awesome. Why don't we why don't we put some some grades on it? Willie, why don't you kick us off? I like this movie. I liked it a lot. I was surprised. Maybe I liked it more because I was expecting it to be shit based on what I had uh, anticipated going into it. But this is why I picked it. That's why I wanted you guys to see it because I think it's a solid four out of five and I'm dying to know what you guys thought. Well, what did you think, Nish? Um, I also I also liked it. Um, I, I think I had more like not high expectations, but I had actually heard like this was a decent movie. Like it was one of those movies where it's like, yeah, it didn't do well at the box office, but like it's, it's pretty like, it, it's not bad at all. You know, it's got good performances. Um, I do feel like, you know, I, I, I think it's a little dumb that, it, that it got compared to Rashomon so much for the, exactly the reason you said, like, that's not really what this is. Um, but I, nonetheless, I, I thought the framing device was a good way to, kind of get to know each of the characters and like like you said Willie like the what what their self image is and what their thoughts are on the others you know and kind of see how that shifts and and how it kind of affects kind of what you know their motivations are and how they go from scene to scene so i really enjoy enjoy isn't quite the word because it's not an enjoyable movie in terms of the content but um no i thought it was pretty good um fuck i think i'm going to go for also <laughs> I think, yeah, I was I was going between a three and a half and a four. I'll, I'll... I think that I I think Nish, I largely agree with you. Like I my expect like what I had heard prior to the movie was pretty much the same that you had heard um, that it was like it, that it was a bomb, but it was better than it, that reputation. Um, and and you know the Rashomon thing as well, and you know I think that like. I think the second half of the movie was way better than the first half. I think this movie could have had 20 minutes cut out of it without even noticing um, and probably would have made the movie stronger in the end. I think that, you know, it was, it was, it was good. Like there was a lot of good performances. Like it, it looked good. I liked the, I liked ultimately, like I liked the way that the framing device, you know, revealed a lot about, the characters, how they see themselves and how they see each other. And I thought that was really interesting. And, um, you know, it all came together in the, in the end really nicely. Like, like you, you really kind of see all that. Um, so I liked all that. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I'm going to go for me. It's a three. Um, I was waffling between a three and a three and a half, but ultimately like, I think, I think this movie is, yeah, I think this movie is good. Not great. Um, I think that's and, fair, and but yeah, I'm 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 glad I saw it, and I think it was it was interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. it was it was good 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 pick, Willie. I feel like I I would definitely recommend the movie. Um, although with the caveat that it's not like a fun watch. Um, but it but it is like a good you know like you said good performances and it's interesting. It keeps your interest, especially if you can. You know, like like we said, like maybe the first part of it can go a little slow potentially, but it really does pick up. 
Yeah, but I, like I, I agree, I, though. About 35 minutes in, Willie, I was building a small effigy of you to light on fire. And <laughs> I ended up not needing it. But. <laughs> I'll save this for another movie. <laughs> See, these these are the types of movies that trick me a little bit, though, because there's this the Ben Affleck's next movie, which is, a I think, Clooney directed it, called The Tender Bar. And I'm like, no, nah, that got bad reviews, too. But, you know, like the last one that was in got bad reviews. Like, maybe I should give it a try. And then I'm like... I'll be an hour and a half in and be like, this movie is so bad, but I have 15 minutes to go. <laughs> how many uh, how many effigies of Willie did you burn when you had to watch I Care A Lot? <laughs> I was short, man. That was a tight 80-minute film. You can't get that mad. <laughs> this was two and a half hours. I wouldn't have recommended if uh, like... I know. I had a feeling that Paul was going to, Paul would either like be like, that was enjoyable or just really fucking hate it. And we like, at least we have a good podcast because we'd argue. I mean, there was, like I said, that first like 35, 40 minutes, I was like, like out for blood. I was like, this movie fucking sucks. Um, But, but, but it, but it came around. So these guys know how to write a movie together, apparently. And um, we didn't talk about that is that the Marguerite's part, they intentionally realized like, hey, this is not our wheelhouse and they and they well we didn't even talk about who wrote to, the movie at all right it was ben a- ben a- yeah it right was three, but, three, three people ben ben affleck and matt damon and then uh god how do you say her name nicole holof center is that how you say it i think sure yeah let's go with it i mean she's yeah she's done she's she's directed a few movies and she's written a bunch of movies um yeah. as well good movies i like i like the movies that she's done she wrote um the screenplay for have you, have you seen the movie uh um, can you ever forgive me? Nope. No, but I'll tell you what. It's a good movie. Um, I would I would I would recommend it. If this is her writing chops, I liked her part of this movie the most. We should we should do one of her movies. Yeah. We do that movie, I'd watch it again. <laughs> All right. Um so uh, oh, we also didn't touch on the fact that this movie called The Last Duel, but it's not The Last Duel. Anyway. Oh, that's true. Not. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, they just called it that for some reason. Um, uh, it's not. I was under the impression they called it The Last Duel because it was like the king was like, okay, that was as barbaric as we ever need to see. No, there was, I mean, there was technically like later duels. Like, I guess this is like the, the last like really big judicial duel. And, and, and that's the other thing. It's not The Last Duel period. I mean, you got fucking like alexander hamilton and shit but like the last but not one even of, the last one in france right and, and i thought you were gonna say marty mcfly right, but alexander right. hamilton works yeah. too what i got out of like reading about it a little bit is that it's like this one was a big deal in the way that other ones later weren't like like it was like a spectacle like the way at the end like it's like it seems like all of paris has gathered to watch it mm-hmm. it's like that is apparently kind of how it was it was like this big deal and an interesting thing i read about it is that the night so Marguerite gave birth, obviously, to a baby, you know, before the duel. You see that baby. Um, the Queen of France was also pregnant and also gave birth to a baby, the the heir to the throne, um, around the same time. And that baby died the day before the duel. The, well, the crown prince or whatever, you know, the baby dies the day before the duel. And the king didn't want I, I forget what the reason they gave exactly. I'm going to say didn't want to be a downer, but that's not exactly what it is. But he ordered like a series of celebrations throughout the day with the culmination being the duel basically to like, kind of like keep everybody's mood up, I guess, or keep his own oh mood gosh. up. Jesus. Yeah. People were fucking weird back then, man. Uh-huh. He went crazy. Gonna... <laughs> the, the, the King, I read a little more about him. Mm-hmm. King Charles, the sixth, he ended up like totally like 
for like like from when he his 20s on he would have these like total mental swings where he just go like like batshit insane for a while bipolar yeah he definitely suffered from something and and huh. then was like controlled by other people for a while because of that and then died relatively young like like died in his 40s i think it's crazy back then is like the types of um, brain experiments they would do on people too oh, yeah yeah I do like the part where she goes to the doctor. They're talking about her humors are out of balance and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And also during the trial when they're just like, they're like, well, like it's science. Like you can't have a child from rape. There's there that part. They were also say, uh, asking oh, the body has ways, 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 ways of shutting that down. Yes. If we like to think we've come so far <laughs> in oh, 600 boy. years. <laughs> and then in we find ways. out maybe not so much. All right. Enough about the, that movie. Um, which now in my head canon is uh, the first duel in a while is is what I'm calling it. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys, um, ironically, or or uh, about sports uh, because I have been watching uh, the Olympics this this year. I got into the Olympics and I, w- I don't have cable, which means I've been watching the Olympics on streaming. Um, which you got is every actually, every event on Peacock, right? Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to talk about because, like, in the past, like. The Olympics on streaming has been terrible, uh, but this year they finally got it figured out. Like you can watch um, whatever's on TV, like if it's on USA or NBC or you know whatever, you can watch that live, like you know at the same time. And then you can also watch whatever you want, like kind of by event. Um, and what's funny about that is they've had that in the past, um, but in the past they, all the events didn't have commentary. Um, so you basically right. watch the event and you get like the fucking room noise or whatever. And you could hear like the, like the PA announcer. And that was like all you got. Um, but everything I've watched this year has had commentary on it too, which has been pretty impressive. That should be, feels like that's a low bar, right? I know, but it, for fuck's yeah. sake, I'll be a commentator on curling. No problem. Trot me out there. You, you would think uh, like four years ago, I watched a decent amount of curling with no commentary whatsoever. Um, did you guys have you seen that YouTube video about the guy who was like, I'm gonna, uh, you know, who Nish? I don't know if you know this conversation, it had to be what 12 years ago now, Paul, something like that. We we're watching the Olympics together and we looked at each other and said, We can make the Olympics in curling, really? we can do this. Yeah, how hard could it be? Once upon a time, you could. I feel like curling's gotten a lot more popular now. Well, some assholes did it, they saw it and they said, We can do this, and they practice and they did it. We blew it. More, could have been, you could have been those assholes. We are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could have been those assholes. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you guys? Do you guys get into the Olympics? Does it? Does it? So it's interesting guys, you say this. Like I do get into the Olympics, and this is the first Olympics in a while that I just haven't really gotten into. I, I think it's maybe like some of it's a measure of like it's a mixture of like the time difference and like just being busy with other stuff and like the kids not really wanting to. To watch a lot of the the stuff they I, I tried to I so I use Peacock to do this and basically like said like let's watch the Olympics a little bit like here's the here's the different sports we could watch like tell me which one sounds interesting to you and so we did watch some of that and it was interesting I feel like they really liked watching luge which makes sense to me like yeah people of course fucking fast yeah luge is dope yeah. luge is awesome yeah exactly then I showed him some curling and it was definitely like it's like what is going on and I don't blame them because watching curling off the top Forget about like the stones and the brooms and all that. The part that gets me always with curling is how they're just like fucking having a conversation and yelling at each other <laughs> the whole fucking time. Like, like, like they're just like, it's so fun where it's like, 
they're just like talking strategy like very loudly before they even do anything i don't remember any of the terms but i do know that when i've whenever i've watched curling they have like the coolest terminology for a sport starting with like the thing it's the stone stone, but they have they have like different shots and they have different awesome like names for like the word block calling calling that thing the stone it makes me like feel like we're like actually in like you remember in like the beginning of Braveheart when they have those like Scottish games, the Highland games or whatever, where they're oh, like yeah. throwing stones and like flipping those logs and shit. Like Cable that's what it Remember like. the rock. Yeah. Do you guys know um when I grew up in Sparta, I had a perfectly round rock. Oh, no. oh do I don't we ever perfectly round rock ever again? <laughs> oh oh god damn it. So for for it's the like, listeners, it's like a, all you need is a handle on the top. It's like a curling stone. For the listeners, Willie <laughs> is showing a, a oblong kind of round rock that he calls a perfectly it, round rock. This is like a dinosaur. I, egg. I was gonna say it it's looks like smooth. it looks like a pretty good dinosaur egg, or a, or a loaf of sourdough bread. Ooh. It does. Um, it does actually. Had this fucking rock for like thirty seven years. So yeah, okay. Nobody cares about your rock. So um, the second, disagree. second time this like how many years apart that this two out of five. Come on, two, yeah. Paul, Paul gives my rock a two <laughs> out of five. Um, I did. I did have. I mentioned to my uh, so my wife and I were watching curling, and I mentioned to her I was like, you know, they're they're doing that thing, and they're they're, they're yelling at them to like sweep more, sweep less, or whatever right, as right. as it's going down. And I told my wife, I was like, man, I was like, it's probably a good thing that Willie and I didn't make the Olympics because if they did, they'd have to bleep out everything I would yell at him. Because I'd just be like, <laughs> you motherfucker, sweep, sweep like you've never swept, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We would definitely swear way too much. Yeah, absolutely. How does that not happen in like figure skating? Like when they, when they fall, how are they not just like screaming like motherfucker? Yeah, it's That's almost like they've question. been training their whole life to control their emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost <laughs> almost um yeah it's funny like i actually i actually don't always get into the olympics niche you were saying like you didn't kind of get into it this year i don't always um i i fucking like pretty much never get into the summer olympics couldn't care less uh oh, really? yeah i feel like that's um, an easier one to get into i don't know i like all like the the luge and the bobsled and the skeleton and like all that stuff yeah Down, cool. downhill like i like all that stuff are you a figure skating guy no um it's like the one. That's the big one everybody watches. Listen, it should come as no surprise to you that I'm not into sports that are judged subjectively. <laughs> like I like I like things with objective measures of like success and failure. I need a timer or points. Yeah, give me a finish line and a stopwatch and yeah. I'm into it. That's what I was going to say. It's like so, figure skating is the obvious like analog to gymnastics in the Summer Olympics where it's like right. Yeah, you have judges yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But and, diving diving doesn't play for Paul either. No, Diving's, no. Uh, Diving's awesome. I like that. Yeah, diving diving is so fucking ridiculous. The shit they do. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason, and summer Olympics somehow don't they do don't even me. splash the water. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part. Oh. When they go in and there's can like no s- splash, and you're just like, holy shit. Can I point out one of my favorite parts of the Olympics is when you watch it with a big crew of people? Because, in all honesty, how often do you watch diving? Once every four years, but somehow when diving comes on, everybody's a fucking oh, expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I oh, feel like you see the splash on that all one? the Olympics. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is the thing about the Olympics. Like people are experts in track and field because they watch it once every four years for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's got to say like oh. the, the image of like the Olympics is it's like you sitting on the couch, beer, fucking Cheetos being like, yeah, you got to land oh. that man. You got to like, stick, you gotta stick yeah. that triple <laughs> axle. 
I mean, you, she, she over rotated by a quarter turn. That's why it's a nine point eight. It's obvious. You talk about like figure skating and whatnot. I did also watch. There's um, on Peacock. There's a, a documentary called Meddled about the two thousand two um, figure skating like scandal the controversy with the the French judge and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. after watching that, I'm just like fuck. Like, I don't think this was their intention, but I was just like, fuck figure skating forever. Like, this this sport has no credibility whatsoever. Yeah. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. And I know they've, like, changed a lot since then and all that. They redid the scoring as a result of all that. Uh, but still, like, fuck. Like, I, I was like, mm. subjectively scored sports, not for me. No thanks. What, what about cycling? Not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you're really not going to like race walking. <laughs> is that really oh a yeah absolutely do you guys know this do you guys know the sport nordic um yeah uh, is that like cross-country skiing it is ski jumping and then oh, cross-country I... skiing oh interesting so do you do you land and just keep going no you don't like you land and the 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 distance that you land like as where you land Dictates like how much time you have nah. between when you start. No, I don't like this. It's like a wild would, two sports. What together. I would like more is like 20 ski jumps lined up next to each other. And then you just land and keep going. What I said they should it's, do for that sport like is. They, they have to build a mountain that's like a series of like steps. <laughs> it's like you jump, then you go for a while, then there's <laughs> another jump down, then you go for a while. You're jumping <laughs> yeah. all the way down the mountain. <laughs> That's right. what, what I said they should do is they should have to use the same equipment for both sports and you have to decide like do I use the big ski jumping skis but then like fucking like struggle for cross country or do I use the little baby cross country skis like, of the big jump you don't die <laughs> yeah, hope you don't die yeah <laughs> exactly uh, let's punch I like to ski ski jumping but without the skis just with your boots apparently Ooh. ski jumping is like incredibly dangerous like oh my obviously there's <laughs> I mean, and part of it is because, I mean, like, apparently, <laughs> obviously, and part of it is because, like, anything fucking involving skiing is like skiing has to be like it's so incredibly, it's such an incredibly dangerous sport. Like every skiing thing we've watched is like, yeah, this guy broke his leg five times. Like this guy was in like traction for six months, and learned how to walk again, and like this guy split his head open on something. It's just like Jesus. Like yeah. everybody's fucking near death in this sport all the time. But they're going like a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, down the hill. Yeah, if they fall, you're just like it's Mortal Kombat on the joints. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, but it's fun. I like I. So I, I'm I glad got into the Olympics this year. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Is it? Is so, it? Peak, well, peacock, as, as of the, our recording time, is it over or, or it ends very soon? Right? It's it's over in two days. Okay. Who's this? Who's this woman with the last name Goo? Goo. <laughs> She is. Uh, I keep hearing about her, and all I can think of is Billy Madison. <laughs> Goo. She is a ski jumper from yeah. California who's like jumping for China. For China, yeah. Um, and so there's, and at it, one point, there's, there's a lot of big stuff about. It. It's like, oh, is she Chinese? Is she American? Like yeah. her citizenship and. Eh. I just remember there's really at good. one point, at one point, like the top three was like Goo and someone from um, France called Le Creux, and then like somebody called like Shu from somewhere. And it's just like, does everyone's name have to rhyme <laughs> like to do this sport or something? Um, Rod Carew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there he uh, goes. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's about all I know about that. Um, anyway, so that's the Olympics. Um, there's, a, there's a hubaloo about her. People seem to either like her or really like her or really not. Well, I will say one of the reasons I've been able to get more into the Olympics this year 
is because there has been far less of these like athlete profile puff pieces mm. during the broadcast, which yeah. I fucking hate. Yeah. Like everybody. Um, and there's been not that many of them this year, which has made Speaking it a lot those, easier to watch. Man, have I seen about 5,000 of them, the Apollo Anton Ono guys. He still, is he still skating? No, no he hasn't no. been skating for a while. He's, he's, didn't he start he, skating? Didn't he, wasn't his first Olympics? He was like eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Should only be like 24 right now. <laughs> uh, he went to 16 Olympics and he, he and he's, he's 63 years still old. Still only 19, <laughs> 19, it's only 19 is, years old. He is, uh, yeah, he is, uh, you know, younger than us. Is he like 32? Uh, he's, no, he's 39. Um, oh, get yeah, he was in the 2002, 2006, and 2010 oh, Jesus. Olympics. 2002. Yeah, they man, they really profiled the shit out of that guy, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they totally did. But no, I think he's a. I think he does commentating, or he did in one of the Olympics. Maybe it was four years ago mm-hmm. Olympics. Yeah, this was Sean White's last Olympics too, right? Yeah, he yes. sucked. Um, <laughs> he didn't do much. I mean, he's been at it yeah. for a while. He finished yeah. fourth, didn't he? In like the main thing he was doing, which was like. It's not bad considering he's quite a bit older now than like, you know, I mean, a lot of yeah. these sports are just young people sports, you know, it's like, I mean, what the fuck do I know? But like watching the event, it was like he fucking like barely squeaked into fourth and like, sure, fair yeah, enough. Like, um, and, and, and the, he was one of the people that like the way they were hyping it up, like you were, you were expecting like amazing things cause they just would not stop talking about him. Right. Like, the whole night. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, it was womp, womp, womp. But he was him. This this was like his like I don't know his fourth or fifth Olympics or something insane. Yeah, it, he, yeah, he does seem like because he is someone who I think like was like sixteen or something like that at his first yeah. Olympics or maybe even younger. Salt Lake Olympics, I think, was his first one, if I remember right. No, it looks like two thousand six was his first. He was twenty. Um, but he was in basically 2006, 2010, 2014, 2018, and now this one. So five Olympics. That's crazy. Yeah. Totally crazy. I don't know. Um, and Nish, um, since you haven't been watching the Olympics, but you mentioned you wanted to chat through some trailers that were. That's right. That's all I've been doing. While the Olympics has been going on, I've just been watching three trailers over and over again all day long. No, that's not true. But there, there were three trailers that came out recently, at least recently, as of right now, um, that I wasn't, you know, I didn't know if you guys had seen or not. And I think, Paul, you haven't seen a bunch of them. But um, maybe we'll start with. Well, no, we'll start with the ones that you hadn't seen because they seem like better ones to start with. So, um, Willie, I don't know if you saw or looked at the 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 real trailer for um, the full trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness dropped uh, during I, th- I think it was a super like they had a they had a commercial version of it out during the Super Bowl. And then they like actually no. had, like the full trailer. But my understanding is there's. I think I saw a thing on YouTube flying by that there's going to be some um, non non traditional Marvel characters, aka the X Men. That's the implication, right? Yeah, like in a way that like we thought that was the case with WandaVision when it happened, and then I was like, nope. But this one seems hard. This one is a little sneakier, but. You know, so there's no as far as I get to I watched it and I haven't seen Spider-Man. And as far as I can tell, there are no Spider-Man spoilers in this trailer. 
There was nothing in that's, there where it's like, oh, like or any, like he yeah. alludes. I mean, that's the reason I haven't been. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah, as, as yeah he alludes of that. Right. He he alludes at some point to like I did what I had to do to like save save the world or something like that. But I don't know if that alludes to Spider Man or not, or if he's just talking about doing that spell or or what. Like, yeah. Um. And and anyway. That could just be some line from the middle of the movie for all I know. You know, you know, you know, they do trailers Could be talking about Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a scene where in the trailer where um, where Chiwetel Ejiofor's Baron Mordo basically says, you know, something like, you know, your your changing of reality. I am paraphrasing here. will have consequences. And then it shows him kind of being led before what looks like some kind of tribunal or something. And then a voice says something like. You know, he says something like, it's like, I think we should tell him the truth. And then in the foreground, you see like the back of some like very blurry back of someone's head. But it's clearly a bald head. The head, you can definitely make the case that the head wheels into view. And Mm. it is once you put those two together, it is pretty unmistakably Patrick Stewart's voice. Like pretty unmistakably Patrick Stewart. Like like once once someone tells you it's Patrick Stewart, if you listen to it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Patrick Stewart. Like that's definitely that's, Patrick Stewart. That's not the Xavier I thought they would pull. Into no, this me movie. neither. But but that's it. It sounds like Patrick Stewart to me. So that was interesting. It's a good trailer. It's a fucking. It's a Sam Raimi trailer. I'll put it that way. It is. It is creepy. Well, I just checked. We are less than. It looks like we are less than two weeks from the digital release of the new Spider-Man movie. So oh, I'll thank be able God. To, oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> be able to watch it soon. Yeah. 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 We got to Cause yeah, I don't know how we've lasted this long without, <laughs> without being completely and fully spoiled. I mean, it's trying really hard. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck has happened in this, what happens in the movie, but I definitely know all the people that are in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Or at least I some. feel like I probably do. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I right. feel like I probably do. But, right. <laughs> yeah. Just, just in By case one of us knows more than somebody yeah, else knows. We don't, don't, yeah. don't want to inadvertently Sidebar, spoil. I had to start watching the book of Boba Fett this week because a bunch of spoilers for it came out. And I was like, oh, man. like, Oh, yeah. That's probably. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I had enough of that just from pictures. I mean, it was certainly enough where it was like, oh, I guess there are reasons I really do need to watch this. Yeah. And, and I had a friend tell me without telling me just that it's like, kind of like yeah like basically what he said is like well if you want to watch Mandalorian season three you need to watch yep. this <laughs> yes you do yeah. yeah I should watch it so we could do a, a, a mini flicks on it yeah of, fair yeah. enough I got I got nothing else going now I can I can sit and watch it so um another trailer that came out uh, a little a couple days before that was the trailer for the new Jurassic Park uh, movie or Jurassic World movie, I should say. Jurassic World Dominion, which I believe is the conclusion to this second trilogy, I guess, this Chris Pratt uh, trilogy, which I wanted to note mainly because it is a trailer that is pretty heavy on Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum for the second half of the entire trailer, which was fun to see all three of them in it. I was not expecting that to happen. Yes, exactly. are they in any of the other ones? Nope. I mean, I mean, not not any of the uh, not not either of the other two new ones. No. Uh, Je- sorry, sorry. Jeff Goldblum is in the second one, which I have not seen. And from what I hmm. heard, I think he's mostly just got like one scene where he's not he's not interacting with dinosaurs in his scene. Put it that way. 
Is that a? Do you think that's a sign of weakness in the new trilogy that they felt like they had to pull these people back? I think it's a sign of how they make these movies now, man. Name a Fast and Furious movie where they don't pull Han from the death. <laughs> like all these movies, like well, let's put that person back in. That seems going to get another butt in the chair. I think maybe some of it is also that they they figured like, well, if we're concluding the trilogy, like this is the best way to go big is to like tie it back into like the good movies. Yeah, the, yeah. the good movies really just I mean Jurassic Park 3 kind of sucks too so I guess I'm really just talking about the first and second movie and the second movie at the time I remember not liking in the theater at all watching it afterwards it's like oh this movie isn't so bad like I think I think I was like I had high expectations Wait, but it's, which one is the second one I don't the, remember the one with the one where the, the one where the T-Rex goes to San Diego at the end is that the one with Jeff Goldblum so or the one with Sam Neill no the one with Jeff Goldblum okay yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park three has Sam Neill, which is great, but that's almost the only thing I think that's recommended. <laughs> it's also like eighty five minutes or something. Like Jurassic Park three is like that's the one that just ends all of a sudden, where it's like they're on a, the one, they're on a beach and the Marines third. come in and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. over. <laughs> like that's right. What the hell yeah. happened? That's the third one with William H Macy yeah. and Taya Leone oh, as like so the most bad. annoying person in the world. Oh right, the mom Jesus. who's like always calling for her son. <laughs> Who's, who's like lost on the island? Did have you seen the new ones, Nish? I've seen Jurassic World. I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom. And Jurassic yeah, I, World, I, you know, it's eh, it's made a bunch of money. My kids liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's not horrible, but it's not good. Put it that way. Jurassic. Can we just pause? It's for got it's, Jurassic it's got your uh, it's it's got your pal Vinny D in it. That my pal? Yeah. <laughs> You like Vin, Vin Diesel? No, no, no. Sorry. The other Vinny D. Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, <laughs> well, now, now you have my attention. Yeah, that's 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 what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, no, Vin, Vin, Vin Diesel is not. <laughs> I thought you meant Vin Diesel, too. <laughs> I, think, I think you would have yeah. known if Vin Diesel was in. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Didn't we determine when we were doing the F9 review his name is Vincent? <laughs> yes, Vincent right. Diesel. Vincent Diesel. <laughs> yeah, no, Vincent D'Onofrio is in it, um, which is always a pleasure. You know, the first Jurassic Park movie was so fucking good, yeah. and the rest are so not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jurassic Park's great. So good. Yeah. Um, the third trailer that I want to talk about, third and last trailer, which may, which I know Paul's seen, and maybe you've seen it as well, Willie, is the trailer for the new Jordan Peele movie, which comes out in uh, July. Oh, it's called Nope. I heard that. I heard that dropped. Nope. nope. Not seen it. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, a very interesting trailer. Um, it's a scary movie, right? I mean, it's a Jordan Peele movie. It's hard to tell exactly how scary it is, but yeah, it's 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 it feels of a piece with Get Out and Us. I mean, aren't they? Wasn't he describing it, or someone was describing it as like epic horror? I think it was the term I've heard thrown around for that movie. I could I could see that. It's a cool trailer. I mean, all all like I don't know if you remember the trailers for Get Out and Us, but there were there were good trailers too. Like I remember watching both of them and being like, "Oh, this looks fucking cool," and I feel like this one is the same way. Oh, you know, I don't know what's going on. Kind of yeah, looks like yeah. aliens, but that seems far too obvious. And I feel like it's probably not. But, it's going to be some Cthulhu shit or something. Right. That'd be cool. I take not take actually Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. And, and it's got uh, it's got what's his name in it again. Daniel Kalua. 
Maybe it's another one of those secret Cloverfield tie-in movies that they don't tell you is a Cloverfield tie-in movie. <laughs> now Jordan Peele is doing those. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? It doesn't have uh, it doesn't have Cloverfield in the name though, right? Don't they all have to have? Oh no, the did the third one? Yeah, wasn't it called the Cloverfield Paradox? Oh fuck, was it? And the yeah. other one was Ten Cloverfield. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it does. The second one does the second one tie in? I my understanding is the second one ties into the third one. Is is that what it is? The third one brings the first and no, second no. ones together. No, no. The second one explicitly. Well, see, fuck. I haven't seen it, but my understanding of the second one is basically it does at the very end when you and like from what I've heard, like the reveal is just like, wait, what? And like they kind of reveal like, oh yeah, this is all happening in like the same time like the Cloverfield thing is happening. See what I understood. So we're gonna. I guess spoil <laughs> 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is weird because none of us have seen it, but I know, it, but I know how it ends is, is that, so the whole movie is John Goodman has, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and some guy, I forget, trapped in, trapped in his house. Right. And says like, you can't get yep. out uh, because it's not safe to go out. And then like she gets out and then it's like kind of true that you can't go out. Like I forget if like the air is fine, but like, there's like things that are like snatching people up. Like, like, like out there, like alien ships or something like that. But like the ending of that movie, like I didn't think it was like an explicit, like, oh, it's the Cloverfield monsters here or anything like that. But I could be wrong. Um, Well, fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Now we are, we are the wrong fucking people to talk about this. We are We're talking, talking about <laughs> movies. We haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen the other one either. I haven't seen the Cloverfield paradox. No, either. me neither. I've only seen the first one. Hey, um, why don't you guys just put a grade on it? Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I mean, it's solid. I'm going <laughs> to give it two Cloverfields. Yeah. Um. I'm going to give it ten Cloverfield lanes. <laughs> but only one paradox. That's right. It's a very complicated scoring system. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough of that bullshit. Um, <laughs> Dish, where can... Oh, did anyone get in touch with us? Do we have anything in the mailbag? Um, sure. Just nothing I want to read right now. That's fair. That's a way um, to make us seem like we're getting more mail than we are. <laughs> oh, shit. Can we cut that part out? No. No, we can't. Uh, um, what's, uh, if people did want to send us something, where would they send it? They would send it to talktopodflicks at gmail.com. And, yep, I'm not giving out our Twitter handle anymore. <laughs> Nobody uses Twitter anymore anyway. <laughs> See, no, it's wait. I forgot when it was at Podflix. Thank you. It is. At How Podflix. could you forget that? I because I never remember if because our our website is podflixshow.com. Ah, and I never okay. remember if the All if right. the Fair Twitter enough. handle is show or no show, but it's a no show. Much like our listeners. 